0: Good morning Cleveland. It's an emergency podcast for an emergency player. The Browns have gone out and signed John Johnson III. I'm here with Jack Duffin. Jack, how are you feeling?
1: I'm good. I'm pumped. Um, Safety is by far the most valuable position of need for the Browns. Lots of people get excited about edge, uh, but edge does not produce the level of value when it comes to wins as someone in the safety and especially one as good as John Johnson um, and the fact that we'll get onto it, but it, it's a really cheap, good deal. So uh,
2: a win-win all round.
0: Ian, how are you feeling about the deal,
2: mate? I like it. I mean, anybody that's listened to the podcast has known that safety is a top priority, you know, so they identified John Johnson as their number one target. You know, he was, he was kind of the, the guy we talked about, Really at the beginning. I mean, I know Jack we identified him and we talked about his fit and role. And since then, we've kind of gone down the rabbit hole a little further. To be fair, one of the reasons I didn't want Jack or John Johnson was the 14 to 16 million dollar year price tag. And I think today has proven whether it be with Aquara or John Johnson, these guys aren't getting as much money as they thought. But in some cases, like Joe Tooney and some of the other guys, like the Patriots sign, they got a lot more money than I was thinking. So if you'd have told me that we could have got John Johnson on a three-year, $33, $34 million deal with only 20 $24 million guaranteed, sign me up. Hell yeah. Here's Johnny. Yeah,
1: no, it's, it's one of them where, obviously, these people like Brad Spielberg of PFF, they do a phenomenal job at, trying to predict all these deals, but it only takes one team to want to pay more or no team wants to go in. And then suddenly someone's market crashes. Someone's market like Aquara, went through the roof. And with these deals, we don't really know the full numbers until we, we get to see that. So what we're sort of thinking with the um, John Johnson deal, it's going to be two years guaranteed and basically a third year of, hey, do you want to keep them around? Um, I've sort of pulled together a rough look at what that deal could be um, just based on like what they gave Hooper and sort of punching in the same numbers. And we could easily have him down to 3 million as a cap hit this year. So yeah, that does mean it's very backloaded, and there's going to be dead cap, et cetera, in the future. But if you want to get it really cheap, it's certainly something they could look to do. Um, but I, I think the most exciting thing is there's been this debate on the Browns for the whole year, because we don't know what Joe Woods want to do. N- the natural inkling was, Hey, he does want to play three safeties. And this just confirms it because with that money, John Johnson is going to be out there playing hundred percent of snaps. And because your safety is generally will play them all. So you've got John Johnson as your deep free safety. You've got Ronnie Harrison as your strong safety, and then Delpit in the slot doing a bit of everything. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me at times if there's been a massive increase in the NFL of two deep, um, so you could easily push Delpit back one minute. He's lined up in the slot and then post snap, he moves all out there. And, and that's something that is going to give opposing quarterbacks absolute fits because the fact that you can line up one way and all these guys are talented enough to go do something else post snap, it makes it really, really hard for you to dissect the defense.
2: Oh, absolutely. You could drop into a standard cover two with Delpit and Johnson back and blitz Harrison, if you really wanted you could bring them off the edge, especially if you want to run, you know, say a a five, a five, two, even you could have Harrison act as a second linebacker. If that's what you want to go. I think it does show the versatility that the Browns want to go with. Um, You know, just to give people a little background on John Johnson, you know, he came into the league as a third round pick 2017 pick number 91 out of Boston college. So this was a top 100 player. Um, This was a guy who came in and just he did well in the Ram secondary. And obviously, you know, when you're opposite of Jalen Ramsey and Troy Hill and a lot of the other guys that are in that, the Rams just didn't have the money. I mean, this is a 26 year old free agent safety who there's no doubt checks all of the boxes when it comes to the deep Podesta, get them while they're young column and you get them in three year deal. It sequences with Delpit's deal in terms of you're not paying two safeties, but I think the writing was on the wall once you saw Ramsey and Donald and the negative thirty odd million dollar cap hell that the Rams were in. They they had there's no way they didn't want him to stay. There's just no way they could have actually paid him to stay. And Browns fans, you may remember John Johnson's the guy that picked off Baker Mayfield in that 2019 Sunday Night game. So the Browns were driving. Johnson's the one that had the interception. So. I believe, in the end zone as well. So this is a guy Browns fans should be familiar with, excited for, because I think Johnson's going to bring an added element to the defense that we were lacking.
1: Yeah, no, it gives you that absolute star quality there. And one thing that Brendan Lyson mentioned on Nothing But The Dogs podcast was that he, he wore the green dot, which is quite unusual for a safety to wear the green dot, especially one on a rookie deal. Um, so by the, when the green dot, he's basically a defensive play caller. Um, which is a big responsibility. It usually goes to whoever's your middle linebacker, but it was someone that they were using to get everyone in position. And and that's really good because he's going to be able to help get everyone there. Um, And it opens up so many different options. And especially when you're a team that you're not committed to having big linebacker play, you don't want to be changing the green dot around all the time. So having someone who he's going to play 100% of snaps, is, is a big win because it's those small details that, yeah, you can always work out a way around it. But when you get someone like that, it can be a game changer. Jack, out of 10, how excited are you? Uh, I uh, 10. Um, I, I Personally, yeah, I, I would have loved Marcus Williams slightly more. But when he was tagged, it was the only other one out there. If it wasn't him, then I'd have gone cheaper. you trade Boston's, as your other guys. So, uh, no, I, th- I think it's really good. What I'd love John Johnson to do now is uh, ring Andrew Beringo. Andrew, have you met my mate Troy Hill? And you sign Troy Hill because that's a dude that can play outside corner. But if, if Woods is 100% serious about he wants to play nickel, we're talking, say, 60% of the time, perfect addition. Um, he was PFF's best nickel, uh, best slot corner last year. And it, the, the
2: upside, it, it would be incredible. Ian, out of 10, how excited? I'm going to go with uh, 8.75. I, I, That's I agree. Nine. That's a 8.75 in, in the US. I like That's what great. Johnson we brings. Dec- we
0: don't have decimals. It's a nine, yeah.
2: We'll go with nine, just because you said so, and it's only because he was one of the top targets. I mean, he was one of the bigger names. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with Carifalo in terms of big money. Um, the going market for safeties right now in this type of year, and to Jack's point, until we see the rest of the contract deals, I mean, this seems like a pretty affordable deal. I mean, isn't uh, Honey Badger getting like twenty million a year, and this guy's getting at most twelve to thirteen? Uh, it just to me seems like there's probably a little bit of fluff in this deal. Um, but at the end of the day, I got no complaints on this one. And I think also, I don't think this closes the door on bringing it in anyone else. I don't think a guy like, you know, Malik Hooker or Will Parks or Jaquise Tart, like these other, now you're not going to go out and spend any real money. You're talking about guys that are going to be lower in priority. Um, you know, one year deals, but you're going to have to add a little bit of depth for sure.
1: Yeah, so just to throw out some sort of average per years, Buda Baker, 14.75, Eddie Jackson, 14.6, Kevin Byard, 14.1, Tyron Matthew and Landon Collins, 14 million, Justin Simmons has now got the tag, which is 13.72, um, and then your next is Dev McCourty, 11.5. So he's, a, he's, he's a basically at that sort of Devin McCourty money, so there's still a good six dudes that are paid much more on him. Um, and I, I just expected it to be 14 million. I was thought, yeah, you could get as low as 13, but if you'd have said it, it, it's as low as that, I'd be like, yeah, I, th- I, I don't think you're being serious there. And, um, yeah, it's a three-year deal, which as we said perfect with sequencing. Um, but no, it, it's just a really, really good addition. It's smart. Um, and yeah, it, it's exactly what you want because that dude's going to play 100% of snaps. We can talk about edges and stuff, but them guys are going to play 60, 70, well, sort of 70% of snaps. So John Johnson's just out there a lot more and able to contribute to a, a higher degree just for that single reason. Here's a question for you, uh, Ian. Who do you think it edges out
0: us? Um, you know, is it the end of Red Wine? Is it the end of someone else, do you think? Or um, it just uh, eliminates uh, places in camp?
2: No, I think Redwine's probably a pretty good comp only because he's been here a few years. He hasn't shown the upside that a guy like John Johnson has. If you can't bring in somebody that maybe offers a little bit more in terms of the um, down the road potential, then yeah, I definitely think that a guy like Redwine, you know, Javante Moffitt is another one that I think he's he might want to bulk up a little bit. Um, I don't think this rules out Carl Joseph coming back. Cause you're, again, you're talking about more Ronnie Harrison type safeties, but yeah, in terms of the free safeties, I mean, obviously Andrew Sandejo is not coming back. I mean, I think if Browns fans are looking for a little solace in that the fighting, you know, number 23 will not be back in the orange and Brown, but you know, yeah, I think red wine is probably the one that puts the most, most. On the line, I think is going to say like I think Johnson puts the most pressure on red wine is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, no, I fully agree. Sort of, you, you're almost looking at say you're going to have five guys. You, you, you now know we've got our front three. Who's the backups? You're looking at one free safety and one strong safety. There's definitely going to be someone they draft. I I, I just think they're going to pick up someone in the draft because there's so much nice talent there, and we'll, and we'll get onto the draft more in a, a week or so's time. Um, doing like focuses and bits. But I, I think, yeah, Cole Joseph is the one that I could see they could go, hey, well, let's bring in a, a strong safety here because that that's something that the draft is more focused as it seems towards the sort of free safeties. Whereas, yeah, bring someone in. And, and the reason why you might want to bring someone in because Ronnie Harrison has injury issues. So um, having someone like Cole Joseph who can step straight in is going to be key. Be key.
0: Jack, the question I've got for you next is how much roughly does that give us to have cap space left?
1: Oh, loads. It, it, it's hard to know because that deal could be, we could be talking about 8 million. We could be talking about say six and a half um, as, as low in my sort of projections, it could be 3 million. So it, it's not going to be very much because whatever they do, it's going to be slightly backloaded, uh, but you can obviously backload a lot heavier Um. So no, I I think the big question now is what do they do next? Obviously last off season, it was two splashes. It was tight end and it was offensive tackle. If you go and make a second splash, obviously if you look at the roster it's starting corner opposite. um, Ward and it's starting edge opposite Garrett. They're they're the two starting spots that the Browns don't currently have filled. Um, And for me, is that a debate over, uh, not Quara, Um Lawson versus Hendrickson? That sounds like they definitely want to make a move there. And for me, I want Cole Lawson over Hendrickson. I, the pressures are higher. Um, I, I just think he's overall a better player.
0: Hey, Ian, what's your views?
2: I think Jack's right. I think if we're looking at last year, the Browns' two main targets were Austin Hooper and Jack Conklin. And I think if you're doing similar type of things in this year, I think John Johnson maybe is your kind of equivalent to the Austin Hooper. Uh, Hooper got that extra year, but from a contract standpoint, they may be structured very similarly. And I I definitely think the next name – Next time you see hashtag Browns pop up on a Rappaport Schefter account, there's going to be a defensive ends name attached to that. I don't know, like I said, if it's going to be trade or free agent signing, but I just have a funny feeling they're going to address that defensive end position next. Because it sounds like once Yannick Ngakwe now is confirmed to the Raiders, now I think some of the dominoes will fall for the guys in that second tier under him. So the Lawsons, the Hendricksons, um, Aquara, you know, we don't know the full details on that, but his three year 39 million for the record, that is not an APY of 13 million a year. So hold off on that. Cause I did see what 20 million guaranteed. So we'll see how that's structured, but I think we've now set maybe the market in terms of the high end. Once the Raiders release on Yannick and once Aquara's numbers come in, you'll have a middle ground on what that's going to be. And it could be very simple that the Browns have said, listen, guys, we only have two years.
1: Straight up, you got a choice because uh, we're literally about to run out of time. Lawson or Hendrickson, say the money's Lawson. the same. Yeah. Lawson,
2: million, yeah, 10 out of 10 times. And it's nothing against Trey Hendrickson. If he ends up here in Cleveland, I'm not going to be upset. I just don't want to pay what the numbers are talking about for him. So if he comes in around 8 million, I'm a lot. Yeah. Which if, if it was Lawson at 13 or Hendrickson at 8, what do you go? So this is what you have to do Jack if you choose the analytic H- parameters Hendrickson at that Same.
1: price. I think probably what you're looking at is 12 13 for Hendrickson and 14 15 for Lawson.
2: And, yeah, I'll pay the premium for, for Lawson there yeah. and I, if you give me 5 million off on Hendrickson I'll take that.
1: Right. As always, thank you so much for listening guys. Um you can follow Go. me it's at Jack Duffin D-U-F-F-I-N. um breaking news and all sorts ca- chatting about cap. Ian, where can people find you?
2: Ian nineteen on Twitter, go buy your John Johnson jerseys. Be knocking balls away and picking them off in the
1: secondary. Is Come it over. Clubhouse, Paul, or have we moved on to the next one? You are the man of social it's, media.
0: It's Instagram, Paul Brown underscore UK. I just want to know really quickly: Are we going to sign any more big names in the free agent, Jack?
1: Oh yeah, I think there's going to be one more, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's tonight. J-
0: Ian.
2: Yep, I think one's coming shortly.
0: And are we doing a podcast as soon as we did the next player?
1: quite ready. possibly um, yes but as always go Browns
2: go Browns
0: do you want to say a big thank you to all you guys listening big shout out to Jack and Ian for holding the fort recently and uh, please do give us five stars ratings if you love us and any ideas please do let us know go Browns